everybody, and welcome to the Drew Brina Show. We're your hosts, Sabrina and Drew. Thanks for joining us this hour as we just talk about life, faith, travel, and everything in between. Welcome back to the Drew Brina Show, episode two. Today's a very special episode. Sabrina just turned 28. Yes. Today is my birthday, yes. It's a birthday gas episode. She's the only one that's matured in this relationship. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, let's start with our first segment. Um, Google searches. Why not? Um, Drew, you want to start? Sure. Um, first thing on my Google search history is ADHD podcast Reddit. So, I don't know if for you Googlers out there, when you search something in Google, you put Reddit afterward. It'll obviously take you to like a Reddit forum about whatever thing you were searching. Kind of the reason I do this is so that I can actually get like human feedback instead of just like Google ads and Google telling me which, in this case, ADHD podcast was the best. So, anyway. I was looking for that. Nice. I I was actually on the plane today on my way back from California to Hawaii. Um, I was at a conference, and I was sitting next to my friend who's lived here um, since she was a child, and um, I was, like, asking her, what, how do you say, like, sweetheart or cutie or, like, something endearing in Hawaii, in Hawaii, in Hawaiian? And so I Googled Apo. And it means like sweetheart in Hawaiian. Um, I see a trend here because last episode I searched a Hawaiian word. But yeah, I just wanted to use that like aloha apple to you or something, which I did. (laughs) Okay, yours? Next one. Okay. Um, Prime hydration. Prime hydration is a it's like a it's like Gatorade it's like a hydration drink um made by KSI who's a YouTuber and Logan Paul who's another YouTuber it's really good there's a lot of good flavors I don't know why I was looking it up but oh probably to I think to find it near us and I ended up finding it at vitamin shop at the mall yeah I took a drink of it earlier today that was it right in the car yeah yeah for me, I feel tastes a little bit, a little. It was like a little artificial for me, but yeah, I could see the draw to it. It's sugary. Yeah, I mean, there's only I think two grams of sugar in it, but I think there is like sucralose mm. and like artificial sweeteners in it. Yep, most drinks nowadays. Um, let's see. My next one is like a billion times that I searched this was trying to find a nude bandeau because I bought this really cute dress for this weekend. It was a girl's trip with with a conference too and I was found a dress at Savers and it was a little too low cut, you know what I'm saying, for a church. So I was looking for a nude bandeau to put underneath it and I found one at Nordstrom Nordstrom and it was from Skims and it was so comfortable but I honestly needed a shade um, 
closer to my skin. It was a little too tan for my skin. And we just figured it didn't look right. So I didn't even get the bandeau after all. But I looked it up many, many times. Yep. So instead of it blending in with your skin, making you look like a full nude person, it looked like you were wearing a skin vest with someone who had tanner skin than you? <laughs> yes. I guess so. Cool. Just checking. Okay. <laughs> um, are you done with your Google searches? Um, what else did you search? I searched... Um, Ghana's official language. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was English, but I wanted to double check. <laughs> I don't know. It's because of the your two Ghanese friends that oh, yeah. you ran into at conference. You wanted to this know last weekend. Yeah, I was like, because Ruth told me the official language was English, and I was like, I don't know why. It's sometimes when I'm like, I think I know something, I just double check with Google. You know? Yeah. I know. So they didn't English always... is the official language of Ghana. Just so we needed to know that, yeah. Uh, okay, my last one was um, custom stickers near me. <laughs> uh, one of my friends and had the idea that we make stickers for basically like free advertisement for the podcast. And I thought that's genius. You know, you can, everyone has like a hydro flask water bottle. People put stickers on their car nowadays. Like it would be a perfect way to, uh, yeah, advertise the podcast. So I was looking up how to make like custom stickers and whatnot. Yep. Yeah, we'll see if that idea sticks. is our good and guilty food of the week. What was your good meal, Drew? Oh, good meal. Um, I can't remember. You go first. Let's see. My good meal had to have been the sausage that my friend brought for this surprise little birthday bash that they um, had for me last Sunday, and um, I don't remember. It probably was, it might have been Teton sausages, which are like grass fed and whatnot, pretty good. Um, so that was probably my good meal. And also the Manichino's Caesar salad, um, which is a place we used to go to when we lived in California in San Jose, me and Drew. Uh, it was a delicious salad. It was so good. Mm. Yeah, I miss that place. They had, like, really good sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Their menu actually had changed. It wasn't the same when we when we were there. Like, that hot fried chicken or whatever it was that was so good wasn't on the menu. They changed it. Oh, it's like a seasonal menu? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's been a year since we've been to that place, so it makes sense. How come you didn't put a whole sandwich in your purse and bring it back on the flight? Would you have wanted a nasty hot I mean, sandwich? Your mom did it with a steak. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Let's I'll put some context behind that. My brother Isaac, bless him, he decided that no steak was gonna go left behind because our aunt and uncle couldn't make it to this 
wedding we had a couple weeks ago for our cousins. And so he decided to take the stick and put it in my mom's purse in order to have it the next day. But he forgot it was in my mom's purse. And so during <laughs> during TSA check or um, security, they found it and it was gross. It smelled gross. And they were like, why? Why did you have that in your purse? And she was like, my son put it in there and I forgot. It was, it was the laughing, like the laughing moment for sure for us for, yeah, the whole trip. It was awesome. Anyways. It's hilarious. What was your good meal? Uh, I can't really, I don't think I had anything healthy at all this week. Because uh, I wasn't there to cook you homemade meals? No, pretty much. I think the healthiest meal that I had was two protein bars. <laughs> they were dairy-free, soy-free. One was a no-cow. Oh, yeah, no-cow. Um, no-cow protein bar. It was good. And then uh, the second one was Garden of Life, oh. which is another brand that we use. They're the ones who make the multivitamin that I take. Garden of Life, my kind. Oh, yeah. Where did you get those bars from? Vitamin shop. Was it the one that... Is in the mall, the mm-hmm. Alamo one. Yeah. Oh, you went back there? Yeah, I went back there and I bought a 12-pack of Prime. Oh, really? hmm Nice. Prime hydration beverage. Nice. My guilty meal was a lot <laughs> because I was just in California, so you know you have to go ham when you're in a place where you can get all the good food. So I got in and out the first night I was in California. But that did not work out well. The next day was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. Oh, my. Gross. <laughs> At the conference, they served us Chick-fil-A sandwiches, which were pretty good. But oh. they didn't have waffle fries. Yeah. Which, I get it. Like, fries go bad pretty quick. They get still and they get cold and they're not good anymore. But I was really disappointed. I was like... No, that's the best part for me, at least. Yeah, their waffle fries are so good. But mm-hmm. apparently, uh, it sucks. Like, Chick-fil-A is not as healthy as we make it out to be. I guess for fast food, you know. We're like, oh, but there's like, it's a healthy fast food. Yeah. They cook it in peanut oil. Which but like, is pretty highly flavored. If you look at, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to ruin Chick-fil-A for anybody. We might just cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to ruin it for me. I love Chick-fil-A regardless. Sometimes if I just don't look at ingredients on something, then I'll eat it. But if I look at ingredients, all right, just might as well tell me, or I'm never going to eat it again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think God's grace supernaturally cancels out all the unhealthy components to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because it's blessed by his hand. Yep, the Lord's chicken. Yep. Um, my wait, guilty... Wait, wait, I have one more guilty. We found the best taco truck down the street from my aunt's house when we were in California. And it was the bomb, like the best tacos. And they were authentic. Your guilty meal? Even though you said pretty much all of your meals were guilty? Yeah. Uh, guiltiest meal... I don't know. I guess guilty meal would be chicken parmesan. Oh, that was this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, we went to this Italian place. We walked to it from our house, apartment, and <laughs> it's called Antipastos. Oh, yeah. 
like antipasto, I think it means appetizer oh, in Italian. Right. But like anti, like A U N T I E, like mm-hmm. an anti. Oh, that's a, I didn't realize that. Anti is kind of what you call like an older woman. Uh, it's like saying ma'am in the South. Yeah. Um, but here it's like anti, like yes, anti. Mm-hmm. So antipastos. That's cute. Um, had a really, really good chicken parmesan. You know, fried chicken mm-hmm. breast with pasta. Super good. Italian food is just bomb. Yeah, I love Italian food. I had fed, uh, fettuccine alfredo, and it was pretty, pretty good. And then it hits. It just slaps when you have the next day, and you were like, "I don't know what I'm gonna have for lunch." And then you have your leftovers of pasta. Oh, slaps every time. Leftover pasta is good. I feel like it soaks up all the juices. Yeah. Overnight. Totally. Totally. Uh, okay, so Drew 2, we're going to put on pause just this episode because we want to add something else to it, to our segments. And we're going to pause on Hallie Moment of the Week because really most of the week I was in California. So. And I was locked in our house doing schoolwork and worrying. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to skip those two for this week. But instead, we're going to replace them with... Sabrina smuggling. <laughs> nice. Fun, family-friendly segment. <laughs> okay. Just to be clear, I did not smuggle or <laughs> do any, yeah, any illegal thing. But basically, Sabrina's... For the record. Yeah, for the record, yeah. you know? Everyone needs to know that I'm not that kind of girl just because I turned a new age. Anyways, but I... So something that is a fun fact about Hawaii... We already said this last episode, but there's no Trader Joe's. So, you know, when you go to California, you get really good, you know, you get whatever you can't get here. So I went to Trader Joe's and I got a few things and I'd love to share what they are. Um, so the first one was Italian seasoning. I know you're like, that. what, you can get that here. But it was like, you know, when the herbs are really big. And, like, you can just know if you put it on chicken, it would be so bomb. Okay, yeah, so it's, like, big herbed Italian season. It's not, like, super fine and you barely taste it kind of deal. So I was super excited about that. And then I got this chili seasoning that me and my friends here in Hawaii are just, like, obsessed with right now. We put it on, like, every fruit. Papaya, pineapple, uh, strawberries even, cucumbers, watermelon's my favorite. And it's, like, tahini, but it has like more flavoring I think it's better than tahini and it has lime also like a lime extract so it's really not even an extract I actually think it's dried lime and it's delicious um and then I also got a fall candle (laughs) because it was soy and I prefer soy candles and it was three dollars and like that's unheard of here even at Target that's not something you'll find Drew's nodding his head. He knows. He knows what's up. Yeah, and the candles like pumpkin, vanilla, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is going in our house. Oh, nice for fall sure. festive. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next thing I actually found last time I went to Trader Joe's from an influencer, and I tried them and I loved them. And they're the dried mandarins. I got two bags this time because last time we flew through them, and I was like, oh yeah, we need more of these now. Um, so I got that. Yeah, it's like, you know Cuties, the little peelable, like, clementine, Mm -hmm. like, mandarin oranges? I know that they're not exactly the same thing, but it literally tastes like Cuties dried out. Yeah. But it, like, has all the flavor. flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, they're great. 
great, 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 um, you know, semi-healthy. I mean, they still have, like, cane sugar on them, I think, so. Anyway, um, and... Nothing's healthy anymore. Honestly. I also got, um, what is it, butter? What were those cookies you had? <laughs> Cookie butter cookies. Cookie butter cookies. Originally, they were <laughs> for the teachers that I work with, but I caught Drew opening them as I was coming out of the bathroom earlier today, and I was like, well, I guess those are our cookies now. <laughs> So, but they looked really good. And last time I got my my cookie butter taken in the um, check-in. And so I was like, all right, I need something cookie butter this time. So that's why I bought those. I think that's it. Nice. Good smuggling. And you got through agriculture okay? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody nice. took anything from me. So that's yeah. nice. Well, that's that's because we know a guy who works. <laughs> agriculture so yeah we know a guy who can smuggle things now there's no snuggling snuggling mm, yeah there's no smuggling going on but there is snuggling so this week instead of drew tube and howie moment of the week so sad because it's sabrina's birthday we're going to be doing a segment where we're kind of recollecting the best birthdays we've experienced. Yes, exactly. I even did research. I texted my mom and I said, Mom, can you tell me what birthdays you remember when I was a kid? And she told me the exact same ones I had written down. So they were definitely the most memorable ones. But I'll let you start since I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> so crazy enough... I can remember my two-year-old birthday. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people say, you like, photographs can give you kind of a phantom mm. sense that you remember it. But yeah, true. I really feel like I remember it, like, vividly, like, mm. play by play. So, basically, we had gone up to, when I say we is, you know, me and my family, me and my mom, dad. And sister drove up from Texas to Minnesota for a little thing called Olson Fest. So my uh, grandmother on my dad's side, her last name is Olson. She's 100% Norwegian. Both her parents were full, you know, 100%. Um, and so they have Olson Fest. They had, not so much anymore, RIP. No, no one died, but we don't do the <laughs> festival anymore. <laughs> Well, some people did die, but of natural causes, <laughs> mostly. Um, we were up there for Olsen Fest, and it was just a blast. Like, we went fishing on the lake. I know, and I was two, so it was crazy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I went fishing on the lake. I remember catching a perch, which is like a sunfish. And then I remember they had this big uh, sunfish-shaped cake for me. Aww. And I, uh, one of my gifts that I opened was a Hakeem Olajuwon Houston Rockets basketball jersey. So Hakeem Olajuwon was a was a player that played for the Houston Rockets kind of during their glory days. He won two NBA championships with them, and he was like my favorite player at the time, Hakeem the Dream. And so I got an Olajuwon jersey. And according to my mom, whenever I unwrapped the present in my little two-year-old voice, I... <laughs> opened it and with perfect pronunciation it's an Elijah one jersey so 
I could say Olajuwon when I was two years old. Are you impressed? Yes, that is, that's impressive. I don't think I could say it right now as a 28-year-old. And that's when I knew I had a future in podcasting. (laughs) Saying big words, pronouncing them well. Yep. Actually, my mom used to always tell me, like, in middle school and high school, she's like, Drew, you'd be a really good sportscaster. I was thinking that. Like, if you didn't do therapy as your career, that you could be a sports. Yeah, yeah, reporter. Like, you have the the best voice. Actually, some of the best um, compliments we got last episode was that your voice was so smooth and that mine complimented yours so well, which is so yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's so sweet. I love that compliment. Yeah, that me was... too, because I actually, I have insecurity about my voice. Really? Mm-hmm. I love your voice. Yeah, I just feel like I get stuck on some, like, some words mm-hmm. kind of get stuck in my throat sometimes. Mm-hmm. She just gave me a kissy on the cheek to encourage me. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Um, yeah, sometimes words get stuck in my throat. But yeah, no, that feedback, it's like, dang, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it feels good to hear that. It's you know? manly, it's bold, it's confident, and it just like has like a soothing, like a soothingness to it that makes, would, is going to make like the best therapy voice. Okay, let's see. My birthday. I've had some pretty cool birthdays. Yeah. Let me just say, my mom and my grandma on my mom's side, is they're so artistic. And they just love showing off their creativity in, like, unique ways. And I just, I love that about them. So one thing my Mimi would do for a lot of my birthdays when I lived in Arizona was she would make these murals that would... there would be backdrops on our living room or like social areas in our in our um in our houses and we would like staple them up on the walls so it was as if you'd be like transforming transforming the room into where you'd be for example I did a renaissance birthday and my grandma did these murals that made you feel like you had just gone into the renaissance era and my mom made like these little coin purses and put gold coins inside of them for all the boys and gave them a sword and a shield. And all the girls got a flower crown with like little string ribbons coming off the back of them. And we like had duels for the women, which I don't know how I feel about that, but no, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Wait, what are duels? Like where the the little boys would like have to like oh, do like a battle for the girl. Like the knight in shining armor would have to, they'd have yeah, to slay one another. Uh-huh. It was really cute. Nice. And then like, honestly, it was, the murals were where it was at. Like they were just so beautiful and she did such a good job. And like she en- ended up doing like a bunch of murals in Phoenix downtown and like on schools and stuff. So, you know, she's got it. She's got the, the goods. She Your Mimi that. is... A yeah. true artist. Honestly. She's very talented. She's so talented. She's incredibly talented. And, uh... Yeah. You're a Mimi, too. She's a sculptor. That's, that's true. Yeah. We both got artistic Mimis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's so cool that your family mm-hmm. really raised you in a culturally rich way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, multiculturally rich, you know? Like, incorporating... Some of those things. Just wait till you hear one of my other birthdays. I have oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Do you have any others that you wanted to share? Oh, yeah. Um, man, I'm just like almost going in chronological order because I always have the best birthdays because 
the timing of it is really good. Like it's in the True. middle of the summer, mm-hmm. so everyone can get together because people aren't in school. Plus, it's on it's on July third, so it's the day before July fourth, and so people have the fourth off. Mm-hmm. So like, right. there's typically like a holiday yeah. right around there. Yep. So we always are able to get a lot of people together, which is you know the best part. Um, but another one that I remember, uh, I think probably would have been like my fifth or sixth, maybe fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. And we had it at my parents' house in Houston, back in Clear Lake. Uh, and we just had tons of family and friends over mm-hmm. and like these huge parties. Yeah. Um, and you have the best, yeah, you have the best time frame for your birthday. I mean, everyone wants to celebrate the 4th of July. Yeah. And like. Yeah. And it's not like Christmas where you get one present for your birthday, one present for Christmas, and that sucks as a kid. Like, it's a holiday, but there's no gifts being given, so you're the gift. Yeah. And you get fireworks, which is, like, the best ever. You love fireworks. Yeah, no, it's, I love it. Like, Mm. it's, yeah, I love my birthday. Mm. Me Um, too. I like being October because everyone loves October and they're like also willing to celebrate in October because it's close to Halloween and everyone's like, it's fall, get all the fall stuff out. Right, right. But it's like further away from Halloween where you're not like combining a Halloween birthday party all the time, you know? Yeah. We did and that was fun, but Mm -hmm, you don't mm -hmm. have to do it every time, you know? Yeah, it's kind of distinguished, right? Like fall has just kind of the curtain of summer has like just raised, you know? Yeah. And then fall is happening yep. and kind of the vibe is changing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that kind of describes you. You're kind of a transitioner. Hmm. I'm a transitioner? Transitioner. What does that mean? I don't know. Like you've lived and moved a lot of places. Oh. You've worked at a lot of different that's interesting. Locations. Yeah. You have migrated between like a lot of different friend groups. Mm, um, houses, schools. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you're true. like, yeah, maybe you find uh, comfort in the transition. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we could do a podcast on that one day. Yeah. That's really interesting because he's right. I have done a lot of transitioning in my life. Like, yeah, from school to school, from job to job, from moving around, traveling. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend know. to boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Husband to husband. <laughs> no, she's no. kidding. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, my next birthday that I'll talk about um, is uh, what? Oh, I didn't get to finish mine. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so, yeah, back to... I'm going to do a clean cut. Back to my birthday in Houston. So, yeah, it was a massive party at my parents' house in Clear Lake. And, you know, we were all running around the backyard and in the house and this and that. Um, But, like, at midday, we all got together. They lived in a cul-de-sac. So we all went into the cul-de-sac and we played, like, a giant, like, wiffle ball baseball game Mm -hmm. in the cul-de-sac. And, I mean, like, it was, like, 20 versus 20. There's... You know, there's 20 players on each team. And so, yeah, it was super fun. Everybody just laughing and giggling and, you know, people striking out. And, and then my cousins, my older cousins, who took it, like, way too seriously and, like, pegged yes. one another with the ball. They still do that in their, in their 30s. Yeah, so. absolutely. I remember the first time we came over to that Bay House to hang out, we had, like, the most competitive game of spike ball. 
And it was that was the first time I was like, oh wow, Drew's family is really sporty and very competitive. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to live up to all of this. Even though I was a sporty competitive girl, I didn't feel like I I could I could get in there. Yeah, yeah they're super competitive. My older cousins, Garrett and Ryan. Um Shout but, out to them. Yeah, I mean they were both collegiate baseball players. Yeah. And Ryan is now um he's a high school baseball coach so they like live and breathe sports and garrett now works as a um head club pro yeah at a golf course they've got it going on they're like total like sports guys yeah yep and then there's anna i'm just kidding kidding. and i love you so much you know that she's good at sports she's good at pickleball she's really good yeah she is anyway even though uh, she taught me how to play and then i whooped her (laughs) Love you, boo. Um, all right. My next birthday, real quick, is uh, my Chinese-inspired B-Day. Nice. Yeah, my mom, speaking of ethnicity, she, my grandma also did a mural and made us tran- like transport ourselves back into China, or into China. And we all, I wore a Komodo, and my parents, like, I think they encouraged the kids' parents to buy them a Komodo or, like, wear something that was like Chinese inspired but I remember I had a Komodo and um we ate with chopsticks we had Chinese food um we had tea like a Chinese tea with green tea it was so cute I love it I know this is off topic and this is not not off topic I mean it's on topic but this isn't my birthday but also my mom did a birthday for my brother I think it was Jarrett that we collected a bunch of like boxes and a toilet paper rolls and stuff for like six months in order for us to make robots. <laughs> nice. Robots with all the boys. It was so fun. I remember that birthday better than my other birthdays because I had such a blast with that. So if you're looking for some kind of idea for a little boy's birthday, just like remember to keep a bunch of cereal boxes, moving boxes, toilet paper rolls, whatever you can find, and let them go ham on making a robot. It was, honestly, I'm going to do it for if we have a boy, or even a girl, a girl's birthday. I mean, I'm not going to limit them. They probably love robots, too. Some nerdy girls out there, you know? <laughs> anyway, super yeah, cute. Yeah, if they're anything like you. Yeah, I'm pretty nerdy, that's for sure. Yeah, your mom is like the most thrifty, resourceful yeah. woman yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like, she repurposes everything. She DIYs. sees multi-purposes for any yeah. you know, anything that other people would just throw away. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, my mom, speaking of this, came to mind. My mom and I made a spoon mirror for my college dorm room. Did they tell you about that? What is that? So in the middle is a small mirror, and it was, like, yellow, mm-hmm. and it had a smaller mirror inside of it. So, or, I mean, it, it was a frame, and then it was a mirror inside. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then there's spoons. Just like looking, basically looking like a like a, a flower, and so we we put. Sorry, I'm not doing a good job of this. We cut out cardboard around it and glued it to the mirror, and then stacked spoons up it, and then spray painted it um, red. So the yellow was in the middle, and then the red spoons were on outside, and it looked like an actual flower. It was really cute. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can visualize it. I think if you looked up like spoon mirror on Pinterest, you would see it because it was yeah. it was kind of a thing then. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was really cute. It lo- it really matched everything in my dorm room, so it was really a good addition. 
Very crafty. Yep. So, on our first podcast, we wanted to just break the ice and just do kind of some fun segments. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we continue to do more episodes and find our voice and find our rhythm, um, we're going to do kind of some more focused topics of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, do you want to introduce today's topic? Yeah. So, I had mentioned earlier in the podcast that this weekend I went to California. I went from Thursday until today. I actually arrived today at noon. And the reason, the purpose was that um, my church was holding a conference for women. And so I went with a lot of my friends from church. And so I really wanted to kind of process some things I had learned about myself from this weekend. Maybe not necessarily what I learned from the, I mean, they they correlate, but um of what I learned from the conference uh, sermons, which were amazing, by the way. We had, wow, the worship was incredible. The the sermons were beautifully done. Like every speaker was so anointed. And um, yeah, I wanted to talk though about, because it's my birthday and I was being reflective of some things that, key things I learned about myself this weekend. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys can relate, but you know, when you start to get a little bit closer to 30s and you're entering, you're exiting your 20s and you're entering your 30s, there's this kind of this sentimentality that starts to come up, this like nostalgia of like, what were my 20s about? And like, where am I heading? Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Is that okay? Sure. All right. So my first thing that I was talking to my girlfriends about last night that really came to me um, was that I really, I really cherish friendships because friendships have really shaped who I am um, during college and beyond. I prayed very specifically for really great girlfriends before entering into college. And God blessed me so much, so richly with the girls that he gave me. And so since then, I've always had a mentor, an older woman in my life that has just really loved on me and guided me. And so I learned about myself that I really cherish relationships. I'm so thankful for them. Um, I learned so much from them. And I'm learning every year, as Drew was saying, we've transitioned a lot as far as moving goes, but every place we've moved, I've always made a pretty good friend, at least one or two. And um, I still stay in contact with pretty much all of them. Uh, majority of them, um, and or I try at least, and um, I pride myself on that because I just really care deeply about these friends. Um, even if I haven't talked to you in a while, like if we were ever friends, I I definitely think about you. Like even if I don't reach out, I definitely think about you. And um, so yeah, the point was I was telling them, I just I want people to leave. Like, I kind of wanted a motto for my friendships. You know how, like, in marriage, it's good to have, like, um, a goal in mind of, like, you and I, we can discuss this one day on the podcast about, like, what we want for our marriage as far as, like, what people feel when they come into our marriage. Right. It's kind of like a mission statement. A mission statement. I wanted that for my relationships with my friends. And so I sat there and I was like, hey, 
you know, so, you know, my friend Vani and Diana, what, what is it that you would want out of our friendship? What would you want people to feel out of our relationship, like our friendship with them? Um, you know, cause we don't want to be exclusive and, um, we're going to, we're working on that, you know? And, um, I, we were just saying, oh, my brother just texted me happy birthday. Love you, Landon. Uh, and my dad called me too. Love you, dad. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what do we want out of our friendship? And we were saying that we want it to be a safe place where we, there's no shame. There's no condemnation for man in this, like that people can feel safe to come to us and tell them what, tell us what they're feeling and feel included and that outsiders would become insiders in our relationship. And, you know, you don't like the other thing too, we were talking about is that not everyone needs to be super close, like know every detail about your life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like, we can still allow people in, you know what I'm saying? We can still allow people into our friendship group, even if like, we're quote unquote, like super tight. That doesn't mean that we're not, we're going to not let other people in, you know? And so my thing was, I told them too, about my own individual mission statement for my friendships is I want people to, I want my friends to leave my friendships and be thankful for what they've learned and gained from this friendship we've had. Even if we grow apart or we have proximity, like we're not close to each other anymore because I've moved away or they've moved away, that they would gain something out of a relationship that they could replicate for other relationships in their future with other women. Um, That they would be like, oh, I remember Sabrina. You know, she was so... um, she made such a safe place for me to come and tell her how I was feeling and not judge me. Or she allowed me to um, be communicative with her about things that she was doing that were frustrating me. And I was able to come to her and tell her what was bothering me, you know, and then vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. And we, me and Diana and Vanya have really, like, decided and have said from the beginning, like, we're going to be honest with one another, you know. And so... That's something I learned about myself is basically in closure that I want I want my friends to leave my friendships, not saying like, you know, we're not going to talk ever again, but leave my friendships and be able to replicate that for other women yeah. to have really great relationships. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like some quality or a characteristic that some quality or characteristic that you demonstrate and model for them. Mm-hmm. like helps them and resonates with them so deeply Mm -hmm. that they either intentionally or like subconsciously start to do that same thing in other relationships and friendships yeah Yeah. sounds like love that's how love spreads dang right yeah Mm, that's good thanks for reflecting back what i said makes me feel loved just reflecting on your reflection (laughs) true all right what did you learn babe uh, so this weekend was actually kind of rough. Like, mm. my schedule's kind of flipped where I actually do more work mm. over the weekend than I do during the work week. Um, and it was tough. I felt really, really cramped because Sabrina left for a conference on Thursday, and I was like, oh, you know, nice. Like, guys' weekend, like, just get to chill out a little bit. Like, whatever, watch some golf, play some video games, hang with the boys. And then like the reality of Mm -hmm. my task list hit me and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
I've got school, I've got this meeting, mm-hmm. I've got all these chores, yeah. I need to run these errands. And then I just was like, man, just kind of got overwhelmed. And you know when you have so much on your mind yeah. that you just kind of shut down and don't do anything, mm-hmm. which makes it worse, right? Because yeah. the whole thing that's overwhelming you mm-hmm. is the fact that you're not doing something. Yeah. But then when you're not doing something, like, <laughs> you just get more stressed because yeah. you're, you're not making any progress on your to-do list. All that said, just kind of learned that it's good for me to have accountability around. I think the fact that you weren't around made it more difficult for me to like stay accountable and to stay focused because I get distracted easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition, another thing I learned, well, I kind of already knew this, but kind of relearned it is uh, that I am more productive when I go out of the house yes, to absolutely. go to go work on something. Yep. I think that's a pretty common thing for most people. So, you know, makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll go next. Let's see. The other thing I learned was I really love speaking life and encouragement into other women. Like, it is by far one of my favorite things to do because I just know I've been through a lot, um, you know, and obviously that's relative, but everyone's gone through a lot. But I just feel like I've just experienced what it feels like not to have good girlfriends and then what it feels like to have good girlfriends. And it's a world, a world of a difference when you're in such a hard place in life. And so I just love speaking life into women who need to hear the truth, who need to hear it in love, who need um, loving kindness brought to them when they're not feeling it themselves. Um, And yeah, I kind of already knew that about myself. I really, really felt that last conference too. Um, But it was just really confirmed this time. You know, it was confirmed once again that, that, that that's an important thing for me to continue doing for other women. Um, and you know, we're getting better. I think this empowering women thing is, is becoming a movement, but I think we could do, we could do better, you know, and especially tr- speaking truth into people's lives, um, women's lives for me. So yeah, that's what I learned too. Anything else you learned, babe? Maybe something you told me say in the car that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, this trip. When Sabrina was gone, I just really felt the sense that I'm better with her. Mm. I'm better when she's around. I'm better that I'm married to her. Mm. Like, just a better man overall, I think. Um, Just, I mean, it's such a cliche thing of, like, you make me a better man. But Mm. I kind of, like, felt it in my heart. I always felt like, oh, you know, I should feel that or did, you know this or that but yeah i just really sensed it this weekend mm-hmm. um that i just missed her mm-hmm. i missed her being near i felt scattered and disorganized without her around you know and to a certain degree i'm not saying like i'm codependent and i can't do anything without her because yeah i think that's what they were thinking <laughs> because i know someone is someone's <laughs> always listening for like the you know being devil's advocate yeah but um yeah just like Uh, Yeah, obviously we have to be kind of interdependent and be able to be self-sufficient and God-reliant in some areas. But then again, it's like, you know, when, you know, your your flesh is, you know, 
geographically removed from you, mm. I, and I'm using that as like a metaphor for people becoming one flesh, mm. um, then you feel it, you know, you feel, absolutely, yeah, you feel like something's missing. So yeah. just really sensed that uh, this weekend when you were gone. Mm. That's like really, really good to hear because there's been times where, you know, it's not been that, you know, so it's really cool to hear that from you. Um, uh, yeah, and that gives me wings, like, you know, it gives me wings to know that <clears throat> I'm not just like this, <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I'm a helpful advocate, advocate, advocating wife, like I'm a helper, and you see that, and you see value in me being married to you, it's huge, it's really big, so I'm thankful for that. Um, my last two, I mean, they're two separate, but they go together. My last two is that in this last year, again, reflecting on this 27 year, like last 27 years, I've feel like I've grown in my thinking exponentially in the last couple of months. I've grown in the way that I used to be kind of black and white in my thinking and I have more room for that gray area, and I make more room for myself to experience that gray area in my emotions. Um, and I'm not as quick to react to my emotions. Today is not a great example <laughs> because I was pretty reactive earlier today, but I feel in general I have been pretty good about reining in my reactions and taking a break when I need to take a break, and then going forth with what I'm feeling and after I've thought about it after some time. And I didn't really, I couldn't have really said that even like six months ago. So I feel like that's a huge thing that, that I've, that's changed in me. And something that I really felt in my heart too, because of that, because I had been praying specifically that my thinking and my thought processes and my negative narratives would be replaced and torn down and broken down that I need to be grateful that I'm here because it's exactly where I've been praying to be, you know, that gratitude and giving thanks to the Lord for how he's exceeded my expectation with giving me the prayers I'm living out right now deserves so much praise and honor. And, um, there's time for that. You know, we do a lot of like pleading and asking God for things and really just like, wanting, 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 which is fine. He wants to give good gifts, but I've really felt like he's been, he asked me in this conference to just really pour out my heart and of gratitude and um, let him just fill in these gaps and places where I'm feeling like I don't even know where to begin or touch them uh, because they're scary and they're vulnerable, but he's going to fill them in. And he just really wanted me to be thankful and to use my worship to thank him. Um, while I was at the conference. And so I'm really thankful (laughs) for being thankful (laughs) Um, and glad that I went to this conference with my friends. It was such a reprieve from an island (laughs) Um, in my my head and a physical island. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I learned this weekend. And I'm thankful that I get to share on this platform. And I hope that this, uh, the things that I've learned can also encourage, um, you, the listener and that you take something away from it, you know? Yeah. The best place to be is where you're at. Mm. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's the only place you can be. You can only be exactly where you are right now. Mm -hmm. 
That doesn't mean you don't have aspirations and goals, and doesn't mean you settle, and doesn't mean that there aren't ways to grow and change and to become, um, you know, what you want to be or what you feel led to become. It's just any step we take, any thought we make. Oh, sounds like a song. <laughs> And no wonder he wrote it. Um, But no, every step, every step, every thought, you know, everything that, every emotion that we process, it always starts exactly where you're at in the moment. A lot of times Mm -hmm. we think we need to be Mm -hmm. at a certain level of fitness, whether that's like physical, emotional, cognitive, or spiritual, Mm -hmm. before we attain these things. But like that just leaves a huge gap, yeah. you know, and the only way to, as you're saying, like to start is to, you know, locate yourself mm-hmm. with gratitude, with honesty, with humility. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Being present is something that has, that takes, it takes so much time, you know, to, to, um, learn that skill. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Especially those who deal with FOMO. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, you may have heard this been said, but it's being present. You're not actually learning how to be present. You're unlearning all the other thought patterns that take you out of the present. Because yeah. if you take yourself back to your childhood, you know, before you had experienced being let down, betrayed, traumatized, et cetera, et cetera, you were present in the moment, just like feeling the breeze, hearing the noises, looking at your loved ones, feeling safe, and you just kind of lost sense of time. You know, mm-hmm. time took on a different meaning. You Time was there as a, uh, as a currency, mm-hmm. right? Um, not something that was limiting you. Not, you weren't a slave to time, but time was an asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. I just want to thank those who have supported our first podcast. We got so many messages saying, I listened to it. You guys are great. You know, 10 out of 10, I'm going to continue listening. People I barely talked to were saying things like that, that our voices were such good um, complimentary voices. And so I'm just so thankful for the support because it took such a long time to really jump into this feat. And Um, It means the world to us for your feedback and for your kindness and your love. And um, yeah, I mean, we were looking at our podcast performance on the on the um, platform we use to export our podcast. And we had 66 views in three days. And we have people listening from Denmark, Germany and um, Mexico. Like, that's pretty cool in our book. Maybe, I don't know, other creators are like, yeah, that's normal. But for us, that was huge, you know? Um, is there any other update? Like, do we have do we have more? Yeah, so thanks so much for listening. Um, we hope that you keep continuing to come back. If you love what you're hearing, please follow us. Um, leave us a five-star review if you feel led to. And, um, yeah, just look out for our podcast every Monday. And Yeah, thanks for joining the Drew Brina Show. Drew Brina, signing off.